Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. everyone welcome back to episode number 51 oh, i said welcome back like you're coming back to episode 51 uh wow you can tell i'm a little bit out of practice uh for the first time since we launched this show uh i've gone two weeks without publishing an episode and oh i'm sorry about that i feel bad i you know things there's really no excuse i recorded two episodes over the last uh two months uh two months two weeks um, but I, one of them I wasn't really happy with, and then one of them I started typing up the show notes, and I realized that I didn't think that the episode um, was really for this audience, for my FOMO fans audience. Um, and I should have, you know, used, um, kind of went back to the well. But uh, something, you know, I, you know, I committed to you guys, my audience, my community, that I would, uh, you know, I wouldn't waste your time. I wouldn't do a podcast episode. 30 minutes every week just so that I could do 30 minutes fill it you know if it was 15 minutes worth of, va- of value of fill it with additional 15 minutes worth of fluff just so that I could hit that 30 minute mark but I also made the commitment that I would make it to 100 episodes and this is actually episode 51 so it's the first episode on the on the backward side of the of the of the 50s so we made it to the 50 mark which was really exciting and I, you know I'm beyond thankful we've had over 150,000 downloads and all of those type of things, but you know, transparently, and and we're going to talk a little bit about transparency and authenticity um, on this episode. You know, for me, um, this is a it's a it's a struggle or a battle sometimes between creating content that's quote unquote free, um, and then working on things for the business and working on things that are quote unquote revenue gener- generating. And over the last uh, so, well, probably since the last episode of this show. Uh, I've spoken at six, ev- seven events um, in multiple, uh, in seven different cities and seven different states. And um, although it's been a great time, I've had a, had a blast, and each one of those individually um, were a lot of fun. It also adds to the, um, you know, the drain. Also adds to the amount of work that I have to do to kind of catch up on the business side. And unfortunately, something's going to fall off. And uh, if you guys follow me on Snapchat and Instagram. That's always been a place where uh, I've allowed myself to kind of fall off a little bit there uh, and prioritize the podcast, prioritize the live videos that I'm doing. Of course, prioritizing that, you know, along with my clients and the speaking engagements that I have to do. But, you know, on that note, I'm excited to be back. We will be back uh, this Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time um, on Facebook Live and Periscope. So this will be uh, we'll be back. I, I, I looked at the calendar and it looks like every Monday between now and Christmas, um, I should be good to go uh, recording these episodes live. So for those that are listening, if you want to tune in and watch the live version, watch this on video or just kind of interact with me while we're while I'm recording it. Make sure you check out uh, the links for uh, Facebook.com slash iSocialFans or Periscope.tv slash iSocialFans. And on this episode, I really wanted to talk, um, you know, a little bit about transparency 
and authenticity. You know, I've done, I do a lot of my presentations with leaders and uh, with technology B2B companies and something that's really been bothering me lately and it kind of came to fruition um, you know, over the last kind of two weeks for, for sure was that when you hear someone talk about, you know, especially on stage or maybe someone that's a leader, they'll say, okay, you know, they'll use the word transparency and they'll say, well, you know, it's kind of buzzwordy or they'll say authenticity, but, you know, authenticity really, you know, what does that really mean? And I, it's really starting that really gets underneath my skin because by us putting the caveats on things like transparency, authenticity, trust, all of a sudden we're like, well, you know, trust and we put air quotes around it. You know, to me, this is something that this is a, an actual problem that we're having, right? Because as soon as we do that, as soon as we put transparency or authenticity and we put a caveat around it, it, it kind of loses some of its luster. It loses some of, it of its value. And I've heard people even use the word, you know, the, the, the terms um, strategic authenticity or transparent to a fault or transparent to a certain level. And for me, you know, transparency isn't the same as oversharing. I stress that all the time. Like right now, I'm looking at my video as we're recording this, and I have a giant pimple on my nose um, that makes me look like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, that's pretty much oversharing. Maybe that is transparency. That's a little bit of both because you guys can see it and I have to uh, kind of address it. I almost want to hold my finger over my nose. But the difference between transparency and oversharing, and I think oversharing usually means you're broadcasting you know, too much information, right? You're, you're posting about every meal you eat. You're telling people when you go to the bathroom, those kind of things. Where transparency for me, what, and what I've always looked at it is, you know, it's an authentic window into who I am. It doesn't guarantee trust. Transparency, ultimately, what it does is it, it streamlines trust. It allows people to see things without a filter, without your own, um, you know, biases, your own twists on it, right? And I think, you know, this is an interesting, you know, time in our world because, you know, transparency for, for a lot of people is scary. You know, it shows uh, our vulnerabilities. If you're really being transparent, your vulnerabilities are going to come to the forefront, right? And uh, I think every person that, you know, when they say, well, transparently, but, you know, like, that's a buzzword. When I, when I hear someone say, well, transparency, it's a buzzword, or transparency, I hate that word. This is what I think, and, and I'm not sure if you guys listeners think this as well, but I immediately think, well, that person doesn't embrace transparency, right? They're, they're adding that caveat. They're adding that piece to that because they're talking about the value of this, but they're not willing to act on it themselves, because if we, if, if we were all in, if we were transparent, we were willing to be transparent in everything we do in every single way, won't we own that? Wouldn't we celebrate it to the, you know, to the rooftops? And, you know, and weirdly enough for me, you know, on this show, you guys, the podcast listeners, you, you've heard me talk about uh, my struggles with ADHD and, uh, you know, the, me sharing my vulnerabilities about, you know, the, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, sometimes the, the good and bad of being a, a full-time professional speaker. And... I've been very transparent in a lot of those in those things that I'm talking about, but I'm I'm not doing it in a way to to you know kind of buy your trust, or I'm not using transparency as a way to uh, you know gain money or business. I'm ultimately using transparency and, and sharing these things because I want you guys to understand who I am. Because if there happens to be let's say two weeks, uh, <coughs> just like the two weeks we just had, where I didn't. Broadcast an episode where I didn't hold on to my commitment. 
I want you guys to understand that, you know, this isn't the first time I've talked about, you know, prioritization being something I struggle with. This isn't the first time I've talked about, you know, sometimes struggling when I'm on the road to do all of the tasks that I need to do. And I, I believe, you know, that builds, you know, not only buys me goodwill, but it allows you to really understand who I am in the good times and the bad. And I guess the reason I really wanted to talk about this topic and I really wanted to hit this one home is that, you know, I think, you know, transparency to build trust is is essential. But if you don't want to be transparent, right, one of the questions I got on stage this week um, from someone, they said, well, Brian, you know, we really appreciate what you share and how you share it. And this was at the Dell event um, in Austin, Texas. And one of the employees just said, Brian, but, you know, how do I know what is too much to share and what is over the line and what might get me in trouble with my employer? And I always talk about this risk versus reward concept, right? And and I'm a mama's boy, so I only post on social media publicly what I would be okay with my mom seeing because that's kind of my barrier. If I'm like questioning like, ooh, I'm not sure if my mom would approve me posting this. Yes, I'm I'm 36 years old, but I still think of it as, you know, would I be okay with my mom um, you know, hearing this or seeing this, that if, if I have to question it or I have to think about it, I usually don't post it because if I have to hesitate, that means more than likely my mom might not be happy or she might be shocked about it or she might, um, not, you know, not handle it the way that I would want to be handled and it's not worth sharing. And I guess the, this, this is, you know, when this person asked this um, in the, during the one of the presentations I was giving, you know, I told her, you know, like, you really have to, you know, be transparent with your bosses and, you know, ha have an understanding of what their expectations are. And then you need to do risk first reward. What's the risk of me sharing my political views? What's the risk of me taking a polarizing stand on this topic, right? And the risk might be, you might upset a little peop couple people. You might bring trolls into your world. You might turn off some of your friends. You might, you know, make some people angry for a day or two. Um, but the reward might be that people understand a little bit more who you are. The reward might be that you feel that you could sleep better at night because you're owning uh, a, a more bigger piece of who you are. Maybe it's the reward is you're standing up for other people and, and you're setting a new precedent and hopefully leading other people to be more transparent and take this similar stand. And I think that that risk first reward assessment with everything you're doing is is essential to really you know know when to take a stand, when to keep your mouth shut, when to be transparent or when to you know kind of hold off. And I think this is something that we are all learning together. And I I without question um, don't have the exact recipe down. I, I I you know I have personal things in my life that I I haven't been as transparent about sharing as maybe. Um, you know, as many would think I would be since I'm very transparent with so many things in my life. But transparency, it, it is something that we can kind of gauge. It's something that we can do a risk first reward. But when it comes to authenticity, I don't think you turn on and off your authenticity. I think you can be strategic with your transparency. But I think authenticity is a is a 100% game, right? I don't think that when, okay, I'm going to be authentic this month online because I am going to sell a book next month, right? Or I'm going to be authentic on stage during this keynote, but I'm not going to do it during the other keynote. Or as a manager, like, I'm going to be really authentic with, with my employees, but I'm not going to be the same with, you know, my coworkers or, the, or my peers. And I, and I think this is something that I think is kind of, you know, maybe overlooked or maybe no one's really talking about because I think authenticity 
truly comes down to, you know, what I always say, my favorite quote or my favorite compliment that I can get when someone meets me offline or someone comes to see me present as a, as a speaker is they say, Brian, you are the same person online as you are offline. Or, Brian, you're the same person offline as you are online. And the reason that is is because this whole world became a lot easier for me when I was able to embrace who I was, when I was able to not have to overthink things whenever I was posting. And yes, overthinking things or trying to be someone you're not is not the same of as doing a risk first reward man, you know, uh, assessment before you post, right? Before I used to be like, this, and this is a great example, I would be like, okay, Brian, what do you want other people to think about you when it comes to this topic, right? And this is, what, this is how I would think about it for the podcast. And I would go through all these things like, I want people to think this, or I think people want to hear this kind of conversation on this topic. And then the reverse of that is for like this topic today, I said, you know what, I'm going to be very honest with the community and I'm going to tell them, you know, hey, I, I didn't have an episode the last couple of weeks. I do apologize for that. Um, it is something that I'm, I, you know, consistency is something I believe in. But then I also wanted to share with them my thoughts on transparency and authenticity. And I my really wanted to share why I get pissed off when people caveat certain things, right? And so if hopefully you guys can see the difference between me wanting to create a piece of content to satisfy something else that someone that I what I think other people want to hear versus me pe creating a piece of content to share my thoughts and my my view right and I think that's where this authenticity conversation can get a little slippery and so you know I think you know we all have to figure out what works for us you know I I, I do believe that we all you know we are all a little bit different on what we are okay sharing we're also okay we're also a little different on what we want people to know about us or how we want people to find out about that, right? It's, it's kind of like one of those funny things like, do you let people become your Facebook friend before you ever meet them in real life? Some people say yes, some people say no. Some people say, well, if you've engaged with me over a couple months, then yes, I do. Well, that's everybody, you know, that's to each our own, right? You almost, you know, Facebook is your network. Facebook is, you know, you are the dictator of that network. You decide who has access beyond your public posts, right? You decide who you let in. You're the gatekeeper there. But I think when you're building a community and you're trying to establish trust for people that are maybe just discovering you, if you want to do that at scale, if you want to do that in a, in a way that allows people to um, know, know you a little bit better, allows people to understand who you are, what you're coming, what you are about, then I believe you know, being authentic publicly, being authentic in everything that you do um, is, is key, right? Because unlike where you know, Facebook, where I can be the dictator and the gatekeeper, you know, what people post about you online oftentimes is out of your control. And, and, I, and I use this, you know, I use that phrase, control is an illusion. And I said that on stage last week and someone raised their hand and said, Brian, well, you know, control is an illusion, but, you know, I, I want to control what is said about me online. Therefore, you know, I don't post anything publicly. My Facebook page is, is, is private. And I, and I said, well, what about when you go down to the, to the boardwalk or the oceanfront and someone has Snapchat spectacles on and, and they capture you down at the beach? Or what about when someone's live streaming an event and you're having a conversation in the background? You know, you, all of a sudden you have to remember that you can't control what is happening around you. You can't control ultimately what is being said about you publicly, but you can start to have your own control on 
how you share things, where you share things, when you share things. And I think this is, this is something that's extremely important when we're talking about transparency and authenticity. You know, transparency doesn't mean that, you know, as soon as something happens, you, you just blurt it all out there and you let people in and see your dirty laundry. No, that's not, you know, letting people in and seeing your dirty laundry for things they have no, no reason or no value to seeing, that's just, you know, that, that is the oversharing. That is wasting people's time. But transparency can actually come in a, in a way where it says, you know, you learned a lesson over time and now you want to you know, go back and share with people so they can better understand what you were going through and, and, and your struggle so hopefully people will move the needle forward. So, you know, when I, when I look at this conversation, I really hope that we stop caveating and saying, oh, trust, you know, but that's a buzzword or transparency, but that's buzzwordy, you know, and we, we have to stop caveating that because I think it does it turns it into a buzzword even when it's it, 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 it shouldn't be because I believe our vulnerabilities will be one of the biggest ways that we stand out from the crowd. I believe our ability to be authentic in everything that we do is going to be the key for us growing as humans in an era and a world that will be, you know, a, a, a lot of our world will come down to trust between ourselves and machines and trust between computers and humans and we're moving much more towards a world that has automation and augmented um, or artificial intelligence intertwined within it and I believe the human aspect the idea that we we connect with people on a level that is only humanly possible it will come down to being able to share those vulnerabilities. The amount of people that I work with, or the amount of people that come to see me or even hire me that said, Brian, you know, as soon as you started talking about ADHD and you owned that, you know, I had a son or a daughter that was going through that or I struggled with that same thing or some of them would say, well, now it helps me understand you a little bit better. Like, I want to work with you. You know, like the, for every one of those, I also probably get somebody that says, wow, that guy shares too much or I would never do that or well, I'm not sure if I would work with him because, you know, sometimes he struggles with, you know, um, staying, you know, <laughs> capturing, having his own attention. And I think for me, it's those vulnerabilities. It's that ability to share who you are that will allow you or allow us to surround ourselves with people that know what we don't, but ultimately make us better, that, that, that understand who we are. And this is something I've struggled with early on as an entrepreneur, I'm much better with it now, is that if someone judges me because I have tattoos, if someone judges me because of how I share certain things or they don't like the way that I talk about certain things and, and they decide that either they don't want to work with me or they don't want to hire me, then it probably wasn't going to be a good fit even if they didn't know those things because if you're not willing to accept you know, who I am as a human and you're not willing to embrace some of my imperfections, then eventually, even if I wasn't transparently sharing them, eventually those would be out there. Eventually people would be able to kind of, uh, you know, embrace them. And I'm laughing because I, I say that while I'm watching my video of this recording and my, my Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer pimple is actually getting redder and redder on my nose. So, um, you know, for me, I, I hope this, you know, kind of shed some light on something for you guys. I hopefully, you know, maybe all of our listeners, if we start taking the stand and we don't caveat transparency or authenticity as buzzwordy or something that's a fad, 
you know, the people that are throwing transparency out there but aren't being transparent, let's let's let them fall on their face. But when we're talking about transparency, when we're talking about authenticity and we, we start sharing, hey, this is an authentic leader or, wow, I love the transparency of this brand on what they shared and how they shared it, um, to me, this is the, this is where the magic happens, right? We're going to start to see, I've said it for the longest time, and I'll wrap up this episode on this note. You know, I believe we're living in the greatest time in the world. I believe we're able to connect with people around the world, and you don't, it doesn't matter what your resume is. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your, your sexual orientation is. You're able to find your people in this digital world. But for us to truly find our, our people we have to first be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with how we share things and where we share things and, and what we want people to know about us because to truly find our people, they have to understand our good, our bad, and sometimes our ugly. And I, I, I believe in that, and I truly am excited for the future because I believe that we will start to celebrate the good in the world and it will start to drown out the bad. We spend too much time focused on what people do wrong and the bad in the world when I believe if we can kind of, uh, kind of take this things down a mark and remember that perfection is a fairy tale and that life is difficult and things change and people are human, then we can start to reset this conversation and focus more on the good, less on the bad. And who wouldn't want a world that is highlighting the good around us? So my challenge to you, celebrate somebody today when you're listening to this episode someone that's doing things the right way someone that's authentic maybe someone that is very transparent and probably doing it in a way that they don't even realize that it, it, it's had an impact on your life i challenge you right now today get out your phone text them send them an email call them post on their facebook wall and just say hey i appreciate your authenticity hey i appreciate how transparent you were when you were going through this or hey brand i love that you you know you admitted to you messing up and that you know that things happened and you brought things you know to me as the customer i challenge you pick one person one brand one anyone and and tell let them know that you appreciate their authenticity and that it's something that matters to you and it's impacted your life or your business because the more we celebrate people doing it the right way the less credit and the less noise or attention people doing things the bad way or let's just say the caveated way will get my name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocialFans. I'm the host of the FOMO Fans podcast, as well as the Smack Talk podcast, millennial keynote speaker, change evangelist, a proud dad, a diehard Pittsburgh sports fan, and ultimately, I'm just a dude with a microphone, sometimes a camera, sharing my thoughts. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of FOMO Fans. Episode 51 is in the books. There won't be a five-minute rant section on this episode, but it that segment will be back next week on Monday, sponsored by my good friends over at Iographer. Until then, cheers, my friends.